Why are you sparkling? Shouldn't you be dead? We're still doing this vampire thing, huh? That's still happening? How long has this been going on now? Five years? More? Seems like at least twice that. First it was zombies. Actually, no. First it was pirates. That was a thing for a while. Before that it was ninjas, and before that it was goats, but the goats thing was short-lived. Then came pirates, then zombies. And it's still sort of zombies, depending on what circles you run in. Zombies have a hard time hitting all four quadrants. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was a good effort, but it's hard for the decomposing undead to compete with the pale and immortal undead when it comes to romance. Trust me, I've tried. Hitting all four quadrants is a film industry term. It's men, women, young, and old. So film studios are always looking for that movie that appeals to young men, young women, old men, and old women. Something like the Blade series appeals to young men. Interview with a Vampire skews towards young women. Nosferatu appeals to Germans and film students, and German film students. Gay Racula, the 1983 all-male vampire porno, appeals to gay men, who are not a quadrant unto themselves, but an important niche. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein appeals to Pomp in 1948 after he got back from World War II and does not count as a vampire film. You get the idea. The Twilight movie series hits three quadrants, women young and old, and young men, because young men will do anything to hang out with young women, even if it involves the Twilight movies. The Twilight series misses old men completely, but I've definitely seen more than a couple dudes reading the Twilight books on the subway, so they'll come around. They always do. Still, three out of four quadrants ain't bad. I've had vampires on the brain lately, if you hadn't noticed. There's a new Twilight movie coming out, you see. This really goes without saying. It's been one year like clockwork for some time now. I'd say you could set your watch to it, but you can't, and vampires are immortal anyway, so they don't really care about what time it is. Actually, I guess they do care if the sun is out or not, so okay, they probably do care. But they also probably shouldn't set their watch based on the release dates of a film series. Moving on. Anyway, even if you don't care about Twilight, you can't really escape it. It permeates. As is customary for this time of year, the entire internet has been set at Twitter by the new film's pending arrival. A couple weeks ago, a trailer was released, and women young and old flocked to view even the fake versions of the trailer millions of times in a matter of days. That's... amazing? I don't even know what that is. As a straight male, the only upside for all this fawning is that every time there's a new Twilight movie trailer, there's also a new series of Twilight movie trailer fan reaction videos, and they are delightful. For those of you who haven't had the pleasure, there is an entire subculture of people who record reaction videos of themselves watching things and post them on YouTube. I'm not sure how or when this happened, but what I do know is that the Twilight reaction videos are particularly excellent. My brain can't really process what this says about us as a species, but I'm fairly certain whatever it is isn't good. As a straight male, the downsides of all this fawning over vampires, or teen paranormal romance as the section is called in Barnes & Noble, are numerous. The main problem is that these vampire dudes are making us regular dudes look bad. I mean that in the literal sense, in that these are some pretty damn good-looking vampires, but also in the just-about-every-other sense as well. Apart from being tall, pale, and handsome, they're usually super strong, extremely mysterious, often wealthy. They bought Apple when it was like three bucks. 
very well-traveled, and they've got great teeth. Best of all, their family is long dead, probably on account of very tragic circumstances, so they'll need emotional healing and want to talk about their feelings. And hey, no in-laws! Sure, there are some downsides, like if they leave the house during the day they'll burn to death and they have a tendency to kill people, but you can look past that, right? They're brooding. This is just payback for all the years, decades, centuries, of women being held to unrealistic standards, I suppose. Guys have this idea of a perfect woman who doesn't really exist, and real women suffer as a result. I mean, is a handsome vampire dude who just wants a normal girl to love him all that different from an impossibly hot woman who just wants a normal guy to love her? Well, yes, one will drain your soul, and the other will. No, wait, they'll both drain your soul. No difference! Point is, I can't really complain. I mean, I can complain, but it makes me come off a little complainy, which vampires don't do. But werewolves totally do, pussies. So I should probably stop. Ultimately, what I'm trying to say is that's a lose-lose for straight guys and straight girls alike. The expectations on both sides have been raised to unrealistic levels. We've both been presented with an ideal which doesn't exist, inevitably leading us to disappointment. It's all very teenager. But hey, it's a win-win for gay guys. First it was pirates, now it's toned vampire dudes with great hair who don't age and sparkle in the sunlight? I mean, come on, it hasn't been this good since Gay Racula, 1983.